Well, whether this is your first Sunday with us or maybe your first Sunday with us in a while, I just wanted to give you guys a, a brief catch-up. We've been doing our series for, I believe this is week four now, uh, and we've been talking about building the kingdom. And so the, how we're looking at it is what must we as Christians do in order to build the kingdom of God? So I'm going to preface this with two things. One, there's messages that are specifically driven towards our church. Yes. Two, within those messages are principles that apply to all Christians. And three, if you are not a Christian yet, some of these things may not apply to you. So I preface all that because I'm talking about a controversial topic today. It shouldn't be, but it is to some. Uh, I will tell you this before we begin. Jarek and I have the pleasure of living in a neighborhood that uh, has an HOA. Anybody, anybody part of that? Uh, I hope not for your sake. Uh, but uh, we have an HOA. Now, I will tell you, I've heard of other people's HOA dues and our dues, and ours really aren't comparable. Uh, we are blessed with that. But still, every month, every month, every year, at the beginning of the year, our HOA fees are due. Now, as far as I can tell, the only thing that it covers is trash service. Uh, I have done the math, and I did realize that if we were paying for trash service on our own, it would be more expensive. So if it's just that, then it's still saving us money, and in a way, that's a good thing. Uh, but the way an HOA works is that everybody has to pay their dues in order for it to function the way that it's supposed to. In order for us to get our discount on trash service, everybody has to be able to pay that money for it at the beginning of every year, and we collect that money so that we can function as a whole. Now, I'm sure that there's other things uh, that our HOA does outside of providing trash service. I just don't know what they are. Uh, we do have like some signage in the, in some rocks and stuff that I guess they take care of. I, I don't really know. Um, but I will say this, if anyone or a large group, a number of our neighbors decided, Hey, we are not going to pay our dues this year, then our HOA would cease to exist and it would not function the way that it's supposed to. The kingdom of God works a lot like an HOA, believe it or not. Everybody that's a part of the kingdom has to pay. It does. Listen, here, I'm going to explain the connection, Jake, okay? Now, I realize you probably know some sort of political HOA-ness that I am not a prize to, but keep it yourself right now, Wilburn. It works like an HOA in this, that everybody that's a part of their kingdom must pay their dues in order for it to function to its best ability. And so we all need to pay our dues to God in order to ensure that uh, as a person, as a church, as followers of Christ, we are fulfilling part of our purpose that God has laid out for us today. And so while Jake has already kind of laid out that maybe that's a bit of a stretch for some of you to make that connection, um, I will say this. Today, we talk about the tithe. I wish I could play the keyboard and I bomb, bomb, bomb. Okay, don't be one of those people who hears the word tithe and automatically turns me off. I saw some of you reaching in your pockets for phones, ready to play words with friends, and I don't even know if that's still a thing. I don't even know if that's still a thing. If you do have the Bible app, you can follow along with us this morning. We do have a live event on there. Uh, but as I said, we're going to be talking about tithe this morning. We're going to be looking firstly at Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, and this is what it says. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. This is one of the very few times in Scripture where God invites his followers to test him, right? But he's making clear a point. 
Bring your tithe into the storehouse and see that I don't bless it beyond measure. We look at the tithe, and we think about tithe as a whole. This is one thing I want us to understand. Our successful tithe depends on our mindset. Okay, our successful tithe depends on our mindset. Now listen, like a lot of things in life, our mindset determines our outlook, which ultimately will determine our success at any task. I'm a believer of that. You can apply that to work, friendships, marriage, school, exercise, diet, the list goes on, and you're welcome. That was a joke. That was a joke. Now, if we look at some different scripture, let's first look at Deuteronomy 10:14, and it says, To the Lord your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth, and everything in it. Psalm 89:11 says, The heavens are yours, and yours also the earth. You founded the world and all that is in it. Psalm 24:1, The earth is the Lord's, and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Exodus 19:5. God's talking to Abraham. He says, now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possession, although the whole earth is mine. What am I getting at? Everything belongs to God. It's his. It's his. Okay, we're going to do a little exercise this morning. I know how much we love these types of things. We're going to do a little exercise this morning. I want you to find a neighbor. First, we're not going to find a neighbor. We're gonna, I just want you to repeat after me. Okay, repeat after me. I'm sorry. First thing I want you to say, it's not mine. There is, guys, you sound so beautiful this morning. Nothing is mine. There we go. We're getting into it. That's what I like to see. Maybe we'll get some shirts. It doesn't belong to me. Okay, now you get to turn to the person next to you. This is where it gets fun, okay? Listen, if they're a guest, don't scare them, all right? If they're a guest, don't scare them. But you get to turn to the person next to you. Now, I want you to tell them this. Hey, it doesn't belong to you. Grant, you better, oh, okay, you're talking to Brad. Good. It doesn't belong to you. Very good. Now, here's the thing I want you to say next. It all belongs to God. We're having so much fun. Listen, I, if you're a guest the first time, I, I will tell you, yes, this message is uh, directed at some of our members. Uh, not some of our members. I should say all of our members. My point is, this is for our church. But I, there's principles here that I want you to uh, be a part of. Now, next thing, okay? Is what I want you to say. You have to repeat what I, what I say, okay? Your sin is yours. You can keep it. Okay, ready? Next one. My pastor is awesome. <laughs> I got those last two were just for fun. They were just for me. I, it didn't really pertain. I'm, I'm sorry. Now, here's the thing we have to know about the tithe, right? This is the thing we have to first wrap our head around. We have to get to the place where we see the things that God has blessed us with as God's. And that's everything. I have the home I have because God blessed me with it. I have the wife I have because God blessed me with her. I have the job I have because God blessed me with that. I have the funds that I have because God blessed me with that. When we start to look at things as, every, as them belonging to God, and we can dedicate those things to God, we start to approach all of them in a godly manner. We start to th- see our stuff and our things and our relationships not as mine, but God's. That ultimately, from the very beginning, starts to improve those things because we start to treat those things as God would treat them. Okay, and we start to see our things, our, our money, our house, our, our time as not ours, but God's. It becomes a lot easier for us to dedicate those things to God's purpose. 
And ultimately, as Christians, if we want to build the kingdom of God, that's what we must do. We have to get to the place where we say, I have all these wonderful things and I've been blessed in so many ways. But that's the case because God has chosen to bless me in that way. And so I'm, I'm going to dedicate my life and my stuff and my money and my time and my job and my everything to God. If we want to be a church that builds the kingdom of God, that, that grows together in not just number but in spirituality, then we have to dedicate our lives fully to God. It's very important. Our mindset towards tithe will determine our success with it. Here's something else I want you to know. It's not all about money, okay? Now, listen, I, I like money as much as the next guy. I need money just like everybody else to pay bills and do all sorts of things. Um, I'm bivocational. I get the majority of my money from a different source than the church, Okay, I understand the need of that. I understand the hard work that goes into that. I understand the time and the sacrifice it takes to earn money. And so I'm not just here saying, give me all your money. That's not the point of this message. Okay, I want you to hear that. The point of this message is not, hey, give me all your money. It's hold God in the place that he needs to be. Have reverence for who he is and obey what it is that he tells us. Tithe is not all about money. Anyone else out there, and listen, the reason I just said what I said, anyone else hear the word tithe and go a little rigid? Like I've grown up in church my whole life. I've understood the concept of tithe. I've been taught what it's about, why we should do it, where biblical principles are that back up why we teach it. And there's still times where I hear tithe and I just get a little uncomfortable. I don't really want to talk about this this morning. Okay? It's not a comfortable subject. I'm like a little bit nervous. I feel like I'm being sort of weird today. (laughs) It's just one of those things that people don't typically enjoy. See, anytime money's mentioned, uh, people develop a hearing issue, I've I've, I've noticed. And I I used to do the same thing when I was younger. How was church today? Hey, great, but for some reason I can't remember like this 10-minute chunk of the sermon. It's like his mic went out and just nothing happened. Uh, I think he stopped talking, okay? The only thing I can ask is for you to just listen. Just please listen. If, if the biblical truths that I lay out in front of you, you find to not apply to your life and in good conscience, you could say, I think he's wrong, then by all means. Okay? By all means. Now, the tithe definitely, yes, has a monetary aspect to it. 1 Corinthians 16.2 says, On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up, so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. All of us should give individually, regularly, methodically, and proportionately to our income. We all should do that. I believe that that is something that is backed up biblically, whether you're giving to this church or another church or Christian organization, our tithe should go to the Lord. Okay, our tithe should go to the Lord. Now, The tithe, if you're looking for a starting point, you will find in most churches will tell you that the tithe is 10% of your income. Where do we get that number from? Well, the principle comes from a couple different places in Scripture. First, in Leviticus 27, when God requires the tribes of Israel to each give a tenth of what they have to the Levites, the tribe who was the ministering tribe to the whole nation. 
And so they were spending all of their time dedicating that to God. They weren't working elsewhere. They were all in the church and they were all ministering and they were all taking care of spiritual needs. And so God, to make sure that they were taken care of for the sacrifices that they were making, required the other tribes to give 10%. The second place is in Deuteronomy 26. And scripture talks about people giving a tenth of all they produce. Scripture speaks of the way that we should give too, okay? So that's where 10% comes. But then it also talks about how we should give of our 10%. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 7. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided to give in your heart to give. That's extremely important. I want you to hear that. If you hear nothing else in that scripture, hear that. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. See, it's not about what somebody else gives. It's not about that maybe what you can give proportionally is a lot smaller than what somebody else can give proportionally. It's that you give what God has laid on your heart to give. And it's that you do so cheerfully. It's that you have the respect and reverence for God to say, what I have is yours. This is what I feel you have called me to give, and so I give it and I give of it freely, and I give of it of my heart, and I give of it cheerfully. I know that that's not always easy. I know that lots of us are budgeted, and we live what can seem like month to month, and we have a very set schedule of where our money goes to. And so, yeah, maybe this takes some change in the way that we live our life. But I'll say this, as I've gotten older, my idea And my understanding of the tithe has broadened and matured. It has. See, because this is what I failed to see when I was younger, is that money is just one aspect of it. We're going to not talk about money again, okay, for the rest of the service. We're not talking about money. I said what's in Scripture. Give what's in your heart to give. But beyond that, we're done with money. Money is one aspect of it, though. See, what you give between God monetarily, what you give monetarily to God is between you and God. Whether or not you tithe the way that you do, I will never know. I don't look at those things. I don't know if anybody knew that, but pastor, I don't know what anybody gives. I don't want to know, okay? It's not my business. Why? Because that's between you and God. I don't have a clue. I don't have a single clue. But if our mindset is correct, okay, If our mindset is correct, what we talked about first, if we see everything as God, then our time, our talents, our thought life, our effort, all must be an aspect of what we tithe to the Lord. Hear me out on this. All must be an aspect of what we tithe to the Lord. We must give of these things. We must give of our time. We must give of our effort. We must give of our talents. We must think about godly things. We must give God time in our life. We must carve out space for him to live. In fact, he must become the space in which we live. It's not just about money. We have to give of ourselves in multiple ways. And one is not a substitute for the other, okay? One is not a substitute for the other. It's not, hey, I gave monetarily, so now I don't have to give any of my time. Or, hey, I'm giving of my time, and so I don't have to do any of this. One's not a substitute for the other. It just isn't. In the end, 
in the end, it's all about our heart. In the end, it's all about our heart. It comes down to discipline. It really does. Is God really first? And if he is, what is he desiring from you? Now, I will be, you know, oftentimes I admit stuff from stage that I think a lot of pastors wouldn't, but I'm going to admit something here. Early on in my life, even early on in, in, in Christianity and early on in my ministry, I was not great at tithing. I was not. I was a newlywed, and we had a new baby, and things were so tight, and every month it felt like by the end of the month, I'm just going to be eating cold cans of baked beans. Like, that's how things felt. Like, and maybe not even that. Like, we were just scraping by by the skin of our teeth. Is that a, is that a saying? Who came up with that? Anyways, we were just barely making it. We were just barely making it. And it seems so hard to give of a tenth of our income. Like, I don't know if you guys have done the math, but a tenth, it comes out to be a pretty good sum of money. Like, there's a lot you could do with a tenth of income. And so it, it was really difficult for us to do that. And it was difficult for me as, you know, I'm kind of in charge of our finances for our family. And it's one of the things that I take lead on, but, you know, she's there helping me with. And, and it, I just didn't see how it was going to work out. I just didn't see how it was going to work out. And one day I'm doing research because I'm a little convicted about it. I've been raised my whole life. You're supposed to give of your tithe, but I just don't see how I'm going to do it. It just, just doesn't make sense. Monetary, like it just, it doesn't make sense. How I'm going to give of this. How, I, I didn't have time. I didn't have anything. I was in school. Like, what am I going to do? So I came across these words of Billy Graham. He's talking about that verse where each of us has to decide in our own hearts whether or not we give. For those of you that don't know who Billy Graham is, I feel like everybody kind of does, but maybe not. He is, by all means, like Christianity's Babe Ruth. I, mean, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, he's our heavy hitter. He, he is the example of uh, what a great man of God a lot of us think would be. And he has won so many people over to Christianity by just sharing the gospel and, and laying it out like it is. And, and what he had said was, my wife and I, we give... Because one, we feel in our heart that it's right, but we have always been surprised by how much God blesses the 90% when we give the 10. We were always so surprised by how far our 90% seemed to stretch when we were able to give the 10. And that struck me. And so I told Jarek, I came to try, and that's when we kind of developed. And it's all through scripture where when you give, you give first. I told Jarek, hey, we're going to start giving. Like we're going to start tithing. It's going to be the first thing that comes out. We get our paycheck, the tithe goes out. And we will worry about how the rest falls from there. There are still months where it's tight. Even today, there are still times where something comes up that we have to pay for, a medical bill or car breaks down or whatever else, and it's hard. But I will tell you that I have always been surprised by how far the 90% seems to stretch when the first thing that comes out is 10% to God. And I've always been surprised by how blessed I am by God when I've given my time to him. When I've carved out space in my life for him to be a part of it. It's weird to me. It's almost otherworldly. Think about that with God, otherworldly. 
about how smooth things seem to go when God is the center point of my life. Now listen, that doesn't mean that I don't face hardship. That doesn't mean that tough situations don't come up. It just means that I've put God at the center. And like we talked about kind of last week, because of who he is, I'm okay with what's going on around me. But it all comes down to our heart. All comes down to our heart. Who is God to us? Is he first? And if he's first, what is it that he wants from us? That ultimately is between you and God. It's none of my business. And it's not that I don't care. I just recognize that it's not my business. It's between you and God. And so today I would ask that you be prayerful and mindful and considerate of what God wants from you. Ultimately, my words, they don't really matter. Scripture I shared, explaining what it means, that stuff matters, it's the word of God. But my words, they ultimately don't matter. What does God want from you? Let that be our focus today. Let's pray, shall we? God, I come to you right now. I thank you for this day. I hope that um, this message was clear enough for people to understand what it is that you want from us. I feel like I was misspeaking right and left at times and kind of fumbling over my own words, but Lord, you be the glory in all things. And ultimately, Lord, I want people to know that it's about our heart. It's about loving you and keeping you as the focal point of our life and trusting God that you will bless us and that you will keep true to your word, that you will give beyond what we can ever imagine when we are right with you and when we are, are, are doing what we're supposed to do and aligned correctly in our relationship with you. God, may we all give what we can. May we all give what you have laid on our hearts to give. Help us to be people who see the importance of not just giving monetarily, but giving of our time and our effort. Bless these people that are here today. Bless this church, Lord. Help us to be people who seek the kingdom first in all things. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.